Hey, this is Gerd's Handel, and welcome to the Inner Light Project. This show is for anyone who's wanting to lead a happier, healthier, and enlightened life. Create more self-love, inject more joy and abundance into their daily life. Join me for inspiring interviews and spiritual topics so you can shine your inner light. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Inner Light Project. My name is Gerd Hansel and today I have a stunning guest with me who is helping people to heal by loving themselves. Chris Tompkins is a teacher, spiritual life coach and speaker and teaches others how to create self-empowerment and confidence within themselves. He has spoken at TEDx about what children learn from the things they aren't told. We can all connect with our spirituality, love ourselves and take responsibility for our lives. Chris, it's an absolute pleasure having you in the show and thank you for joining us in the space here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's really good to talk to you and hear your voice again. Oh, bless you. I can't believe that it's been almost a year since we last spoke. That's just... I know, I know. It's, time certainly does fly. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, like Chris, last time I remember we talked about like your story, a road trip to love, which I absolutely love. And I just want to talk this time about the power of shining our light and listening to our spiritual side versus the mind. So mm. when did you first start listening to your soul? Mm. That's a really beautiful question. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a late bloomer, so I didn't really start to understand really what a soul was or, you know, I mean, you, you kind of hear, okay, yeah, I understand like that I have a soul and everything, but I didn't really understand the connection between my soul and who I am and, and that, um, my, my soul really is the essence of, of who I truly am. Um, but I think, you know, five years or so ago is when I really started to consciously step onto the path um, and become familiar with spirituality and what that really means versus kind of the religious aspect of, of information that I had received just kind of growing up and, and you know, understanding religion just from what I was introduced to as a, as a young child and, and throughout my life. Um, but really, when I got older, five years ago, and really understanding a personal relationship between myself um, and a higher power and, and what that really means for me personally versus what I was told to believe. Mm. And so, like, would you say that you're starting to kind of strip down the layers of what like the higher power kind of meant to you. Yeah, because I think that we, depending on your background, I think that we all kind of have an understanding of or have heard about a God or religion. And depending on your background, you can maybe not have such a great concept of, of God. And it could be, this kind of scary force and can cause you to maybe do the opposite of what really we're, we're supposed to do, which is to shine our light. Um, we can kind of start to retreat and to pull back from, from who our true essence is, um, because of our notion of, of religion or God, especially if we carry maybe guilt or shame 
um, from just, you know, I, I remember, I think it's A Course of Miracles that says that we, we think we have many problems, but our only problem is that we think we're disconnected from God. Mm. And I think that's a really powerful concept that could take a lifetime to really fully uh, be able to comprehend. Um, but that's really the, the, the spiritual path is to reestablish our connection with a higher power, one that affirms us and doesn't cause us to retreat. It, it helps us to shine. Yeah, and I feel like as well that God doesn't, or God or higher power or the universe, it's not about living in fear. It's about the, having that love for ourselves and having loves for humanity. And that's how we can shine our light through that kind of love. Oh, absolutely. Totally. And, you know, it's, 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 again, I, I like that you said, you know, God, universe, it's whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's that energy, it's that force, it's, it's whatever works for you to be able to step into your authentic power. Um, a few weeks ago, I went to, um, uh, a rabbi's house for, I'm not Jewish, that's not my background, but I, I was invited by a friend to go to a talk that this rabbi was holding at his house. And mm -hmm. he was doing, it was a two part talk. And the first part of the talk, he went through the five commandments and broke down really what they mean from, from kind of the Kabbalistic perspective um, and, and interpretation. And the second week was the, the, the latter the other five uh, of the Ten Commandments. And what was so interesting to me, and I remember calling my mom afterwards because I was so blown away by what I had learned, is one of my biggest takeaways from, from that, that those teachings um, was he said that the, one of the commandments that says, uh, don't, you, don't use God's name in vain. And most mm. of us kind of think of, that as like don't say gd or you know don't like i remember <laughs> as a kid my mom like i would say i swear to god and my mom would always say like don't use god's name in vain um and depending on what your religious background i think that we've we've maybe heard that before regardless of your level of rel religiosity um but what he was explaining what he explained to us is that from the deeper meaning what that really means is not to use god as a way to condemn or cause harm to another human being. Yeah. So, so to that, what that really commandment, what that really mean, what that really means is to not use God in a way that causes another human life to feel less than, or to use religion as a means of causing another person harm. Yeah. And I thought that was really powerful. Yeah, it's so true. I, th I was reading, oh, I think it was the Wayne Dyer being in balance, I think it was, um, a few months back. And Wayne talks about that as well, that God is not, it's not about using their net, well, high power, whatever you want to call it, like in, in like you said, in vain, and like all these kind of mass killings or murderings in, in honour of, of the higher power is, is, isn't, isn't love of God, because love of God doesn't ask you to do that. Love of God is to understand one another, accept one another, love each other, and not, like you said, condemn anyone. Right. Or to use your God to, uh, or religion to, to kill or judge yeah. or, you know, how many times have we heard people use religion as a means of separating, you know, people or... <laughs> 
you know, and, and, and so I thought that was just a really beautiful, powerful way of explaining. And it was really powerful to hear him break it down from, you know, the, the, the Hebrew language, um, and just the translation, how over time things become misconstrued. And it was a really beautiful teaching that I was able, I called my mom and I actually shared that with a Presbyterian minister over the mm-hmm. weekend. We had, we were, I was conversing with someone and he said, he's a minister. He preaches every Sunday. And he said, oh, wow, I've never heard it put that way before. Mm-hmm. And it was a big takeaway for him to be able to understand really the power of, 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 of that, te- of that teaching. And just overall for people who have a, a fear of, of God or a fear of a higher power mm. that causes them, because ultimately it's our connection to source. It's our connection to the divine that helps us to shine our light as bright as possible. Yeah. And so, so when we disconnect from that, that's when our light kind of, you know, diminishes. Mm, absolutely and any kind of harsh words or any kind of almost negative words are actually dimming your light versus shining your light and I think the key is the moment we start doing those things is actually we become out of balance oh absolutely absolutely and I and it and it, and it starts at a really young age um I was teaching a class last week I, I teach I work with um kids and this group of kids I was working with last week was they were sixth and seventh graders and it was our first class that was the first time meeting them so I was just Mm -hmm. getting to know them and I was asking them a series of questions and I asked them by a show of hands how many of them in the class have heard someone tell them that their life has a purpose that each of their life matters and that they have a purpose here on this planet and out of the entire class, two kids raised their hand. Oh. And it was it was just kind of startling to me because these are great kids and they have wonderful parents and mm. they are part of an after-school program and they are overachievers and they're really good at school and you know, so it's not like they're their parents are horrible <laughs> or you know, they don't <laughs> care about them. It's just, it's, it's just introducing that notion of purpose and that their life matters and that they themselves just to kind of hear that and be affirmed, you know, that's, that's really where your light can start to shine. Wow. I can just imagining like after that session, they would have just been like, like a light kind of almost started flickering. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean. Just to even, I think as a young person, to hear an adult or to hear someone affirm that to you is is something that's really, I think, powerful mm. that guess, we can help facilitate. Yeah, and I guess with a lot of them as well, like they, they're told, you know, to get the good grades in order to get a good job and it's, it's all about this competition, but no one's like, has ever said like yourself, like your purpose. It's like, oh, right. I have a purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and they're, they're such, they, I mean, kids are amazing. Like, I even asked them what purpose means. And they, they literally articulated the textbooks, like the Webster Dictionary's definition. Like, they were able to wow. give me the actual definition of what purpose meant. And so I was able to kind of, okay, well, now apply that to your life. Mm. Apply, that, apply that to you as Rebecca or 
you know, Billy or, you know, apply that definition to you as an individual. Okay. And that's really how we can help facilitate, you know, the shining of the light. You know, you mentioned shine. How do we shine our light, or how do we connect? And it, it can it could start really young, and it's it's just like anything. We have to nurture it and, and feed it. Yeah. And what did they kind of say after that? Like, you know, once you kind of explained what it means to them. Well, I asked them. I, I love quotes, and so I always <laughs> I just like spit out quotes. And so I, I don't even know where I came across this quote, but I, I read something. Um, and it, it was last week I read it and it was something I'm sure maybe your listeners or someone out there has heard this before and they can tell, tell us where it's from. But um, basically it was that if you save one life, you save an entire world. Ooh. And I may have misquoted it or something, but if that, that's, that, that's essentially what it said. And I, I asked them or I, I shared that with them. If you save one life, you can save or you save an entire world. And they kind of looked at me and I go, well, what does that mean? And we actually like broke it down and, and had a conversation like, like each of their lives, the power of that they have and the influence that they can have in the world. And by saving one person's life, we're actually the, the ripple effects are beyond our, our knowledge, even our lifetime of awareness. Um, because that one person's life carries on after they're gone. Wow. wow. Even I'm inspired right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, it, it goes on beyond our human life. Um, and so by say, so each of them, and, and they kind of looked at me and they're, you know, but, and this one little girl who she was kind of, she was a little like closed off in the beginning of class, you know, she really started to open up and towards the end of class, you know, she was really sharing. And I think it's when we can create that space. Um, for not just young people, but for adults as well, mm. that that really reflects to each each other that each of us does have that much influence in the world. Yeah, and I feel like it's almost that the parents need to be reminded about what their their purpose is in the world as well. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think I mentioned to you offline, but I'm I'm starting this program that um, I'll be going to this weekend, and one of the things that I mean, really, that I was so drawn and called to this program is reading on their website. The foundation that this program is built on is the, the theory or the, the belief that we can only take someone in their life as far as we've gone in our own. Mm. And, I, and, and as far as parenting, I just think so much about that, you know, about how how that influences us as, as not just parents, but uncles, teachers, um, anyone who has an influence over a young person's life. Wow. I don't know what to say, but yeah, it's so true that it, it is the story. Yeah, how we can help one another. And I guess it's if the parents know their own story and know their own calling, it will empower the young people and the children. And the next generation, I guess it's like generation after generation, it's like I'm peeling the layers, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, for sure. And the work is always on ourselves, And, and so if we can really do that in our individual lives and connect to going back to the beginning of, you know, our soul and our light as, as just individuals, then that's the space that we can create for young people. Mm -hmm. And, and if we know that for ourselves, well, we know that for them. 
Yeah, that's so. And, not, and, and it's not just like something that we we say, but we actually know. That's so true. Wow. You know, standing standing in front of a group of kids, like I can, I know that they have a purpose. I know that each of their lives matters. But that didn't come from me just, you know, thinking that. Like that came from me going deep into my own life and still going deep into my own life and doing my own work to be able to stand in that space and truly believe that. Mm. It's interesting you're saying that because um, years ago I used to work with young people and um, I would ask them what their story is and they used to say to me, all of them, oh, I don't have a story. I'm like, we all have a like a story. Then they're like, there's nothing special about me. And I'm like, you are all special in your own way. What you think isn't interesting will be interesting to somebody else. And mm-hmm. once they start sharing, they're like, other people are like, wow, your story is really inspirational. And it, it's so amazing that we sometimes think that our story doesn't re- would never have an impact on somebody else. Yeah, well, I think... I think even to your point, like I think even saying, like when we think of story, I think we think of like, well, I don't have a Harry Potter in me or I don't have a, <laughs> like we think of a story as in like what, you know, what we know from books or, or movies or whatever. And so we apply that to our life and, our, and we're like, well, mine's not that interesting, but you know, stories more than just this long, you know, tale it, 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 it's the little, little things that occur in our daily lives. Um, mm. I think I was watching it. It was, yeah, it was a TEDx talk with Carolyn Mace. And I, mm. I'm not sure if you are familiar with her, but I love her so much. And her, in her TEDx talk, she was talking about how, you know, we think that life, the big moments are the most significant moments, like moving, getting a house or getting married or we think of those as like the big significant life moments. But she, she said that it's actually the little tiny things that we do in our lives day to day that make, make create the most influence in our lives. Mm. So if you apply that to story, like the little tiny things that we've experienced and that we experience every day, that's part of the story. Wow. The story of our lives. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for, for just to give you an example for this program that I'm starting, I had to do a paper and wow. one of the exercises that they had us do was they had us reflect on our childhood from, I don't know, I think eight, like eight to 18 or something. And we had to uh, think about something in our life that happened and, and write about it. And they even said in the instructions, they said, don't think that it has to be this significant moment, like a move or starting school. It could have been a comment that you remember. It could have been just something small as, as someone telling you something. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's unraveling that, that is the story. Mm. Or part of it, at least. Yeah. Wow. You've got me thinking again. <laughs> wow, yeah. And usually, I guess, because from the age of 18, so much happens, doesn't it? You know, you're, you're, you're starting school and you're, like, graduating by the age of 18. So there's a lot of things you're going through your journey. Yeah, so much. So much in our lives. And so, um, but the power of, of being able to to walk back into our story mm takes courage and it, and it requires contemplation and it requires, um, strength 
and commitment and diligence. And, but all of those things are beautiful because when we do that, we get to see the handwriting of God or of the divine on each of our lives. And it's in knowing that, that we can share that with others Mm. and know that for them too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I wanted to talk to you about how, like, with what you're saying, like, how does that affect our mind, body and spirit and how like that ties into self-love? Well, I think they're all connected to self-love because I think self-love, it's kind of one of those, at least for me, I can only speak, you know, for me, but, um, I think for me, self-love was kind of this, I, I, one of those words or concepts that I understood the, the, you know, cause I speak English, but, but really it's one of those things where it lives in the mind, but then we have to go into the heart. It's a body, mind, spirit. Um, you know, all, all, all things start with a thought. So for me, it's like, okay, that's the thought. That's the under, that's the, the mind concept of self-love. But then how do I incorporate that into my body? My body carries emotion and it carries, it carries memory. It carries knowledge. It, it carries information. So it's how do I, how do I get that into my body? And then my spirit, my spirit, my soul, how do I really nurture that on a soul level, on a spirit level? And they're all connected. And I don't think that you can just read and, and, and know self-love from a mind level mm. and it be enough. I think that we have to holistically incorporate all of the areas of self-love. Yeah. I guess like you can't just think about self-love because obviously that's the mind. You've got to feel it and absorb it. And then like every cell of your body needs to believe that and feel it. Yeah. And, and, Absolutely. I think for me, at least when I first came across the notion of self-love, it was kind of like, I think with anything, we crawl before we walk, we start somewhere. And so for me, it was kind of, it started in my mind and it started with maybe affirmations or self-talk, um, what I was thinking about, what I was telling myself. And then it, and then I had to take that and bring it down into my body. And then allow that to fully incorporate into my spirit and, and to, to, to know that and feel that and believe that, but also to embody that. And I guess as well with body, it's not just like loving your body. It's like, how are you going to look after it? How are you going to respect it as well? Right? Oh, absolutely. For sure. I think that, yeah, I mean, our, our bot, like I, I was saying, is that our bodies are so intelligent, and they, they, how we treat our bodies, and our, we're a we're a vessel, we're a temple, and and how we care for it, how we look after it, how we treat it, and that registers um, in all aspects of our life. Mm. So it's not enough to say, "I love myself," "I love myself," "I love myself," "I'm willing to love myself," but then maybe I don't treat my body so well. It's like, it's, it's like there's a disconnect and that, that isn't coming from a place of, Oh, well, you know, we have to be these perfect, uh, like, you know, but it's, it's just the effort that we put forth. Um, and that we really put forth a concerted, a concerted, conservative, concerted effort. <laughs> 
I know that, what you mean. That word, that word. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's so true what you're saying, everything. And like, when you start to just, I feel like almost it starts in the mind, like you said, and then the body, it's like you start to nurture it. And then suddenly you have that connection with spirit. And it's like suddenly this self-love becomes this whole three-dimensional kind of thing, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's kind of like with, with, with anything really, as far as uh, a holistic approach, it's, it's not enough to just do one area of something. I think we have to incorporate all of the areas because our, our minds register what we, what we do or don't do. And so if I'm, if I'm saying I love myself, I love myself, but where's really the the work that I'm doing in my body or, or on a, on a holistic approach in a holistic way. Mm. So when you kind of started working on your own self love and, you know, your mind, body and spirit, how did that help you to kind of share about your sexuality with others? Again, I'm a late bloomer. And so I didn't come out. <laughs> I didn't come, yeah. I didn't come out until I was later in life. I didn't come out until I was 25 years old wow. about. And, and so for me, I think that I personally, there was a lot of uh, makeup work that I had to do <laughs> for myself. Hmm. Um, and so because it's one thing to, again, this kind of maybe connects to the mind. It's one thing to come out of the closet and say that you're gay and to live your life. Maybe you have a relationship or, you know, people know you as, as being gay. And it's one thing to, to do that. But then similar to what we were talking about with the holistic mind, body, spirit, it's another thing to really do the deeper work of integrating. Well, if I came out at 25, well, there were 25 years that I was hiding who I was. Mm -hmm. I was disconnected from my body or I was disconnected from myself, my light. And so I think it's, a, it's important to recognize that, to be able to incorporate and to look at and to heal and to work on um, and not just intellectually from the mind level come out. Mm. And regardless of whether or not you're gay or straight or transgender, bisexual, this can apply to anything, really. It's one thing to intellectually come out as versus really integrating and looking at all the years that you weren't connected to that or you or you hid that part of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Oh sorry, Karen. And that no no and that's where that's where the the the, the body and the spirit connection come into play. And so for me, I came out when I was 25 and I, I lived 25 to 35 on an intellectual level, meaning that I was intellectually out, but really the deeper, I think healing, the deeper I went into my own life and, and healed those layers that I wasn't connected to, or that I, I turned my back on or that I, I denounced, um, that's really where 35 to 40, I really started to integrate in a, in a body and spirit way. And so that's where self-love and, and me tapping into all of myself and loving all of the areas and allowing it to infiltrate all of those layers 
is where my work in my life really started to like the rubber hit the road and then I'm able to experience all of the beautiful healing that can occur that I'm able to share. I just want to say you did not, I didn't even realize you were like at your forties. I thought you were 33. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I just turned 40. Well, I say it keeps feeling like just, but I turned 40 uh, in April. No way. Yeah. Guys, he looks, so he looks 33. I'm being serious. Yeah, well, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. But I guess, again, that's about shining your light. You look younger when you shine your light. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'll share this because I think this is such a beautiful, uh, like, again, I love quotes. And it just speaks to kind of the essence of shining our lights. But... I came across this quote. It says, children would rather be happy than be right. Adults would rather be right than happy. <laughs> and that, where I got that quote was, it was in a newsletter, and the person who wrote the newsletter was, was talking about how, like, as if, if you see a child in the, sitting in the corner, and is it, that, that child is sad, and they don't have a happy face on, and they're kind of quiet, that would be... Like, you walk over and say, hey, what's the matter? Like, are you okay? Because the na the natural state of a child is happy. However, if you were in a room full of adults and everyone's sitting around and there's one person over in the corner who's, like, laughing and smiling and you'd walk over and say, hey, uh, what's going on? What's, what's, what's up? You know? Why are you laughing? <laughs> Because as adults, it's like, it's, you know, it's kind of the opposite. It's like, you know, we're, we're kind of, if we're not like just kind of sitting there still, then something's going on. What's going on? <laughs> um, so just, it, it speaks to the, the light that you're, you're referring to is that when we're connected to that light, that light is, it's shiny, it's bright, it's happy, it's, it's, it's sparkly, it's, it, 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 it it's, it's something that we can see and feel and yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. You said that because, Oh God, that just made me laugh. Um, a few years ago I was, cause every time I go on the tube or you guys would say subway in America, um, people are so sad or they're tired or they're just, they just don't look happy. It's like somebody's kind of locked them up in there. And I was wearing like a zebra print jumpsuit once and I was talking away to a friend on the phone laughing um, and people were just staring at me like there was something wrong with me. Like, yeah. who is this woman? Why is she wearing this print? Like, who does she think she is? <laughs> right, right. Well, because you're the opposite of what is the kind of the understood norm. Yeah, and it was probably a year before that I was exactly in the same position. I was the sad person, unhappy in my own life. And when I, I decided that, you know, enough was enough and I'm going to take my power back and shine my light, that's when the inner work happened and that's when I became my true self. And I think there's a lot of people that that we're in society trying to be something that they're not. And once they start to peel back those layers, they can be that light that we're part of the divine. We're all part of that divine's light. It's just coming back to it, like you said, with the inner child stuff as well. Absolutely. Um, I think that's a lifelong journey, really. Um, and that's not to say that walking, doing the work or walking the path consciously, you, you're just... 
24 hours a day happy, (laughs) (laughs) smiley. I mean, you know, that's not the case for, for me in my life, but I think, I think what matters is that knowingness that comes from being able to connect to your light and know that it's a constant, it's constant, it's available. And, and to, to tap into it, there's a certain process that need that, you know, occurs, needs to occur. Yeah. And I guess even like, you know, obviously we're always going to have highs and lows and that's natural as humans. However, when we do get to those points where we're like, oh, what's wrong with us? It's usually we're being invited to kind of clear something within us. Um, so we can, we can keep coming back to that vibrational energy of love and, and, and the light. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Layers. And yes, most, most definitely. Um, when something, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, that's what that's what I found over the years. Like, I, you know, one like you said, one minute I'd be like woohoo, and then the next like, oh, what's happened here? And it's usually like a downloads coming or something's raising to the surface. And before I used to like ignore it, and now I'm like, okay, what do I need to learn in that moment? Oh yeah, something that's helped me is is uh, I once heard from a teacher um, to to say when something like that does happen, it's it's if we were to look at our life as a movie then why, why is this in my movie? What is this here? What is this here to, if this is my life as a movie, I'm not just the actor, but I'm also the cameraman. I'm the director. I'm the, all of the different angles on the set. And so it's kind of like if this, in this scene, if something happens, well, what is this here to show me? And depending on what angle I take, it, it can reveal something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. There's, there's like almost so many different layers or lenses. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, my dear, we, we're coming towards the end of the show. It's gone so fast. <laughs> <laughs> time flies. Yeah, um, going full circle back to what we were saying, time certainly flies. <laughs> exactly. Because, like, like we said before, like a year, that's just the. Oh, just that's insane (laughs) and so I've got a few more questions left for you and yeah my first question is what are your five top tips for somebody who's trying to shine their light in this moment oh I guess for me I would suggest or I would say to to pause to be able to listen um to pause to listen and to be willing, willing to ask questions, willing to let go of thoughts or even people, relationships. Because sometimes when you do shine your light, you'll find that other people maybe don't want to see that mm. or they're, or they're um, threatened by it. Mm. So to pause, to listen, and to be willing and then to, I think it's important to establish a connection to a higher power. And whatever that is for you, whether it's nature, going out in nature to connect to something that's greater than yourself. And then I think the fifth one would be to, I think like with anything that we want to shine, we have to sometimes maybe 
clean the lens or clean the, the, that's not to say that the light isn't there, but we just have to dust off the bulb or clean the lens. And so I think that there's some forgiveness or anything that we can do to help clean and clear anything that is murky. And that oftentimes is the, the resentments or the anger or the hurt. And that, that is kind of the, maybe the more sweaty work <laughs> that's required. <laughs> uh, but I think that that would be the fifth one for me. Mm, I really love the fifth one. I think that's so true. It, it's so true. It is the murky work. Like it's never clear until we've, cleared that almost missed out of the mur- the murky water in a way yeah it's like if, you, if i'm going to clean my apartment the the clean apartment exists it's there i just have to dust off the 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 dirt or the dust mm. clean you know and so that's the same with our our light is i think we have that's part of the process that's part of allowing ourselves to shine yeah it's almost like, you know, when the water's going down the stream and if there's a rock and it kind of stops the water, it's about how you can overcome it. Yeah. To flow again. Mm. Yep. Making me see all these things. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and what shines your light? It's a beautiful question. Thank you. <laughs> what shines my light... I think for me, I love, I love sharing things that I know have, have helped or worked for me and to be able to give that to someone. Mm -hmm. I think it's like anytime you eat something like a really good, like recipe or something, you're like, Oh my gosh, this is so good. Here, try this. So for me, I love that. And I also love just kind of the, I guess the more practical kind of, I love traveling and I love learning, whether it's cultures or religions, just just learning stuff about things that I wasn't familiar with before. Mm. And then to be, you know, going back to what I said is to, and to be able to share that. Yeah. Hmm. And what are you most grateful for? I am most grateful for, I guess the first thing that pops into my mind is I'm most grateful for my sobriety. Um, And then I'm just, overall, I'm just grateful for my family. Um, I spoke to my mom this morning and she shared a beautiful little story about my niece um, that she told my niece that I'll just share this really quick is, is that, uh, she took my niece's hand. She had him for the weekend and she took one of my niece's hands and put it up to her heart and said, her name's Aviana. And she said, Aviana, you are a song to my heart. Oh, and Aviana, she just started kindergarten and she said, that is a beautiful expression. <laughs> and my mom's like, where did you hear that word? How do you know? She's like, our teacher is teaching us expressions in school. So that is a beautiful expression. Oh. <laughs> so I'm grateful for my family. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> You'd expect it to be the other way around. 
yeah. Thank you, Chris, for being on the show again. And thank you for just sharing your wisdom and insights about shining your light and just being yourself in the world. Because we need more people like yourself out there who are empowering others to be true to themselves. Mm, well, thank you. Thank you for shining your light and for having me on your show and just to, to doing your work and helping so many lives. So thank you. Unfortunately, that's the end of the show. Before I leave, I want to leave you with this quote. Nothing can dim the light that shines from within. That's a quote by Maya Angelou. For more information about the show or Chris, visit www.girdshundle.com. And remember, stay happy, stay healthy, stay lit. Lit.